Blog Talk Radio. Hello to all the listeners out there, and welcome to this Sunday's edition of the Too Much Show. Today is February 2nd, 2020. That's right, it's Groundhog's Day, and here on the Too Much Show, it's always real talk by real people. And I am your host, MT, and with me are my co-hosts, Mr. Jones, a.k.a. Sam Jones, and Mr. Come First, because he had to respect me and my other co-hosts. This is the truth. Important live, man. And this is the TMS family. And before I get to other news, um, just want to let you know that TMS is going to do a little bit different today. Today is Groundhog's Day. And before I get into the serious matter, speaking of Groundhogs, I believe Mr. Jones may have some good news for us. If you don't know about Groundhog's Day, then we may have some good news on the way because it has been probably cold across the country. Or wherever you were in at in Saudi it US. Hasn't been that bad. Um it wasn't that bad. Well, to us, I mean we're 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 used to this. It's being on the East Coast, you know, it's usually pretty much cold. We've been getting fair days. He's been getting that extreme weather over there, so <laughs> you know, you have to put on a jacket, you know, switch up from shorts to, you know, extra leggings. I understand. So But I hear them hate. <laughs> I hear them hanging but on, No, 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 no. We, we, we enjoy you. We love to go there, especially when it's cold here, because it's great weather. We can escape for a little while, and you know, just come there, visit. You know, hello, West Coasters. You know, give us some good food, show us some good places to eat. But other than that, let's get today's show. Now, bitter, bittersweet Super Bowl Sunday. And the bittersweet part, if you don't know, on January 26th, um, nine passengers of a flight going to John Wayne Airport to Camarillo Airport crashed in Calabasas, California. That flight also included Kobe Bryant and Gianna Bryant. To be honest, this touched home with me and also the world with complicated grief and turmoil. I believe TMS would like to send out our Carrying love to those around you, provide peace and comfort to get you through the days. To the Brian family and everybody else that was on that plane, we'd like to give our sincere condolences. The TMS family gives a moment of silence. MT, take it away. All right, so we are going to name all the victims on the flight. <clears throat> However, what we're going to do is we are going to take eight seconds Uh, This will be the first moment of silence, so we will do it now. All right. So for those of you all that don't know Kobe, when he first came into the league, he was wearing the number eight. And uh, first question that I want to ask is, uh, well, actually, before we get into that, let me uh, pull up all the victims I know it's the Archibelli family, but I don't want to. I don't want to sit there and uh, 
I guess I give them their just due. So here we go. So on the uh, helicopter, it was, of course, Kobe and his daughter, Gianna uh, Bryant, baseball coach, John mm-hmm. Altabelli, his wife, Carrie Altabelli, and their daughter, who was also on Gianna's team, Alyssa Altabelli. And then there was a mother and daughter, Sarah and Peyton Chester, and the Mamba Academy basketball coach with Christina Bowser, and pilot Ara Zobion. So, first things first, gentlemen, where were you all when you got the news? Um, I was actually, I was in bed, I was asleep. Um, I woke up and someone said, Hey, Kobe's dead. I said, What? It's my plan. I'm like, No, seriously. And I said, Nah, this this has to be a joke. We'll just be prepared before you check your phone. And as I checked my phone, received a text from you and also Mr. Jones. Um, you guys was, you know, in the in our group chat were talking about, you know, the passing and everything and also how you didn't believe it because, you know, also when we hear the news first, we really don't believe it because sometimes they they always put people to rest early before their time. Yeah. And to me they this time they, they killed Pops Williams, John Witherspoon. They killed him, what, two to three times before he actually died. But go ahead. Which is true. So um, just with that, I was in disbelief. And then once I found out, it was it was kind of hard for me to even comprehend and understand what was going on at the moment. And then also just because of the accident, that also – led me into disbelief because this is a common thing. And then also this was pretty much like somebody going to your favorite fast food restaurant. This is something that he does on a normal day basis. So I don't, I I just didn't believe it. So that was me on that day. Once I heard. Well, I haven't spoke about it all week uh, for a reason because, you know, there's so much stuff ran through my mind. But the exact moment I heard about it, I was actually, you know, moving into my new home here that I'm at right now. And it's ironic that this room I'm sitting in right now is actually like Lakers purple. It's like crazy. But um, what happened is, you know, I was moving, whatever, and I got the post from, like, about TMZ or whatever, and, you know, like, the rest of the world, the first thing you were in is disbelief because, you know, the times of the day are living in when, you know, people do do stuff like that for attention or clickbait. So I'm thinking, you know, it's fake ass for some, but I'm like, TMZ is actually a very reliable media source if you really think about it. They don't get much stuff wrong. But at the end of the day, what's crazy about everything is once I started hearing it from ABC, CBS, and everything, that's when it really started getting like, wow, this really happened. 
He is really gone. And then that's when just, you know, emotions got over for because, I mean, let's be honest, there's so many memories about him that affect your personal life because we spent 25 years with him, and we all, like, in our 30s, so we spent most of our life with him. You know what I mean? Exactly. So we all, like, we all, like, grew true. up together. You know? So yep. it's like, Wow. We lost somebody I mean, that's you know, have, we lost somebody that's great. Yeah, and, well, first just to answer the question, I was actually taking my car through the car wash, and one of the groups that I'm in, somebody had posted it, and it was like Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter crash at 41, and he was like, what the F is this? And so I was like, okay. I was like, it's from TMZ, and it's a shame now that it's that in the year 2020, social media has crippled us to the point where we have to take everything for face value first and actually do research. Like it's not like old the old time in the news. Like like when pop, like when it came on the radio or Fox Five News and stuff like that, that Tupac was dead. Everybody believed it right away. When it was about Big and Smalls dying, everybody believed it right away. No, you couldn't even believe it because TMZ was the only one reporting it. But then I was like, all right, let me do a quick Google search. I'm seeing tweets on Twitter from multiple sources. People got checks by their name that work for either news companies or, you know, ESPN or, you know, different sports outlets with checks by their name and they're confirming it. And then that's when I sent a message to you all. And at the end of the day, my heart dropped uh, for a couple reasons. Number one, he was a big part of my childhood. Hell, Mr. Jones, you and I went to the same high school. I remember we used to argue people down about how Kobe was going to be better than Jordan and how he was already on his way and what he was able to accomplish and his skill set and people you saw is, oh, that's baby Jordan. All he did was emulate Jordan. But I'm like, yeah, he took with some of Jordan's – he did take some of Jordan's moves. But like I said in the video – At one time, he on, was a spitting image of Jordan. At one point, he was. But once he became 24, he just turned into Mamba, which is a totally different animal, beast, whatever you want to call it. I mean – but. Speaking of some attributes, oh. before you even go to Mamba, just think about number eight, Kobe. Mm-hmm. Let me see, number eight, Kobe. Let me see, 707 games played, eight all-star appearances, uh, 16,866 uh, points scored, three NBA championships, um, one scoring championship. What is that? 96, uh, that was his uh, first career total point. He got the slam dunk champion. Also, uh, his first NBA championship, that was with 99 and uh, 2000. 2001 with the repeat. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, and we used to say, well, look, you know, he's, he's Most, doing this. And even with, like, their fadeaways were similar. But even with, like, the spin, like, when he would pump fake and do, like, the spin or the shot or something like that and go underneath his opponent, like, that was Kobe. That that wasn't MJ. That was Kobe. 
And I remember, Mr. Jones, we used to debate people all the time. Hell, me and you used to argue about who was going to pick the Lakers and stuff like that. And I remember the only time I was really able to beat you when you had the Lakers on, like, NBA 2K and stuff like that is if I went and got the Detroit Pistons at the time. And that's because that was the only team that really, like, stopped them in real life. You know what I'm saying? That was able to slow down Shaq and uh, Kobe. I mean, I think about his career, though, like, in this span of, like, just 10 years, just from the number eight, like, still coming in, like, 2003, he had made the most uh, threes in the game. And then 2015, that's when he uh, scored that 62 points, um, I think, against Dallas. Yeah. And then 2006, that was the 81 point, which we all remember. So, like, Yeah. I don't know. I remember speaking back in the day. And then speaking of games, oh, like that on, made on, me on, actually on, get into my game. Hold on, y'all. Yeah, hold on. Just let me finish real quick. So, once, but just to get back to another thought as well. Like, we're all fathers, and we're fathers of daughters. So, yeah. it's like the man literally died trying to give his child basically probably a life that he didn't have growing up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Kobe's family wasn't poor, but at the same time, they weren't as rich or well-off as he is now. And you think something so simple, like, like we take those things for granted because he had his own chopper, flew it all the time, and you take the small things like that for granted, but truly, like, you never know sometimes. His family, I mean, speaking of his family, like, what about, I mean, what about his family? I mean, because I know, which I know in a toxic relationship, because I know he didn't really talk to his mother as much. And then for this to happen, I know she probably has a lot of grief on her to even be going forth, because she never had that. Well, it's not that he... Well, it's not that he didn't talk to her that much. They actually had mended their relationship, but then she did she did kind of like some some whack shit. She sold like possession of his for money and profited off of it and didn't really consult well. That's what it was. Yeah. So that's what that was. I did my research on that. That was part of it. I mean, the only other controversy that's going on, and I think that we need to put this to rest, and then that way we can either go past this. So there's a point aware that a lot of people are turning this to the bad of where his relationship where it started with him and I'm not going to say the word but we're trying to put him in you know a negative place and to be honest just me doing the research you know I have you know three daughters and I thought about it myself and I also thought if you know, a 20-year-old man 
were to marry my 17-year-old daughter, would that be accepted? And I think that's in the public eyes. And I just want to say, as a man discussion, like, how do you feel about that discussion? And how does that go on with things? Because I think that's beyond whatever he got accused of, but that's the start of what happened back in, what was that, 1999? So are you asking us how we feel about essentially Kobe marrying Vanessa Bryant when she was 17? Right. Because I think... All right. I mean... Well, well... I mean, me personally, first of all, it was Kobe being Bryant. That's number one. So I'm sure the parents didn't have that much of a problem. And then it was the age difference. So 20 and 17, obviously when I was 20 years old, I wasn't looking to date, nor was I dating any female that was 17. But at the same time, I actually don't see that much of a problem with it. And one of the reasons why is because in some states, the – consenting or legal age for sex is like 16 or 17. So if that can be that for some states, then them getting married, I mean, I don't really see the problem with it. He was 20, she was 17. It was a three-year age difference. Not, It wasn't like he was like 30 or 30 plus and then she was 17. That's creepy shit to me. But like three years, I mean, there are 17-year-old people that are in college. So my thing is, as long as you're able to, I guess, in a way, be in the same, I guess, schooling together, it's not as creepy. It could be creepy to talk. I don't think they were in the same schooling, though. I'm saying, but I'm just saying that we have some cases where people – yeah, but I'm just saying that, that we have some individuals that are freshmen in college at 17. Like, as a matter of fact, of when I was a freshman, yeah, like when I was a freshman in college, I was actually 17. So, yeah, because of how late my birthday is and when the semester starts. But 17 and 20, I really don't see that much of a problem with it. Mr. Jones, maybe you have a different idea or different thought. I mean, but technically, this is this is in his transition. He was this is before he turned twenty one, too. Also, this is a four year difference, and I just wanted to put this out there because I mean, me personally, I mean, I, I just wanted to get your reaction of it because I know we're all fathers of girls, and if this was presented to me, I would kind of look at it a little bit different. But then, it's all about how you look at it. And the, like the the aspect of it, and because how they met was actually on the set of the what was that the Snoop, uh, Snoop Dogg and the East Siders video. Got you. So with that being said, it's pretty much like how you said if you put them in the same setting, if you said this the college setting, but. We're going to take the college setting just as a mature setting. You're pretty much already in a mature setting. And then once they get together, like six months later, they're already getting married. So mm-hmm. me, I don't look at it as 
how the media is trying to portray it as, I guess, you know, what they're trying to paint the picture as, uh, what they're trying to label him as. What I say is, if you put it on paper, yeah, it looks crazy. But if you actually live in the moment, then you got to think about it. Like, a lot of people really don't care about what's going on. Because at the same time, the thing with a lot of other situations that was left blind, because that was just a living situation that wasn't put on paper. And I think it's just bringing it to the light now that it should be just left to rest. Because if that was probably your situation, it probably wouldn't be an issue. I think yeah. it's just the name. I mean, and go ahead. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, again, things are different. And also, what I'll say is this too. I mean, I know Vanessa is of uh, like Latin descent, so things are different in different cultures. I know, but for most parents, and most parents who have daughters, the number one thing that they wish for is that their daughter finds them somebody who's well off or wealthy and don't have to worry about anything. They can even care less about their daughter or the guy truly being in love with them just as long as he's able to take care of them. So when you look at Kobe, somebody who came out of high school, uh, you know, signed, he's with the Lakers, making millions of dollars, he's getting endorsements, things like that. This was this was essentially I'm, a dream come true for I'm, I'm just going to ask Me you, personally. would you be comfortable with that? No, here's the reason why I'm comfortable. It's not from a no, but hold on, listen. It's not from a point, Mr. It's Jones. Because if, I've if, been if this no. topic, I I just want to I just want to answer this before you be biased on it. Before you give your example, when I ask you a question, because uh-huh. it was presented to me, and I was the parent, and this was my daughter at the time, unless she then mm-hmm. pretty much then left out the house at a young age, and she got herself established, which I don't really see happening. But the answer is, no. like, uh, to take it out and answer it, it's a culture thing at the end of the day. Because, for example, where Vanessa's from, you know what I mean, Latin descent and all that, they had that quesadilla, and, you know what I mean, they consider growing after that, and quesadillas is like 15 or 16. So they just could have grown around at it. But in our culture, like, you know what I mean, black culture and stuff like that, you ain't grown until you're 18, bro. You know what I mean? So exactly. at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's it's just a cultural thing. But when you look at it, at one point, she was 21 and he was 24. That don't sound bad at all at the end of the day. But, I mean, all dads will say this with daughters. If they approach, no matter how old they are, we're going to have some resentment towards it. And as we should as dads of daughters. Because we don't know what the fuck the dude's intent is with our daughter to begin with. And, I mean, that's the most thought-out answer I could get. I mean, I said that's the most thought-out answer I could give about that. Well, that and... I mean, what I was going to add to it is this. Being the fact that we know how we've been growing up, we know how we thought at 20 years old. So 
yeah, if our daughter comes to us at 17 or 18 talking about, hey, this guy wants to marry me, the first question I'm going to ask is, why are you marrying this guy? Are you marrying him because you know that your future is going to be secure financially or what? Because, baby girl, I'm just here to tell you, if you think that everything is going to be roses and y'all going to be lovey-dovey and everything is going to be okay, then you're wrong, especially if they're a superstar. They encounter hundreds of thousands of women on a weekly basis because they're going to be traveling for basketball. When they're flying overseas with their friends for the Olympics, whatever else. So if you're doing this to, to secure you a financial bag, then okay. But if you're doing it with just you thinking that it's going to be all roses and, you know, fairy tales and unicorns and everything, I'm here to tell you it's going to be a lot of work, and you're going to endure some hardships. Not to say that that guy doesn't love you, but he still has more growing up as a man as well, just like you're going to have more growing up as a woman. Plain and simple. But, yeah, I mean, partnership is sort of like a, I mean, partnerships and marriages and stuff is sort of like a business anyway. You know what I mean? It is. You're going to it is. Yeah, going to like not agree on philosophies or everything, but the point of it is to stick with your partner no matter what. To trust that your partner will eventually get it right no matter what. That's well. You can't say, well, you can't say no matter what. But I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. In certain situations, yeah, of course. Yeah, I was about to say yeah. No, like yeah, like we can't say that image of. I just. Yeah, right. No, we can't say that image of no matter what, because like you can't be out here getting your ass beat and your money stolen and stuff like that, and you stick around. Hell no. Hell no. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait a minute. Who said that? I'm just saying. I'm just saying in general. Like you gotta that was, that we was live a hypothetical in a time in 2020. I think that's I know you. Yeah, but the thing is, we you, live in a time, sir, sir. Nobody sir, even sir, said about anybody getting beat. Where you have to, sir. We live in a time where you have to be specific, because with Mr. Jones and I get what he was saying, but there may be other listeners who are not as mature. So he said you have to trust that things are going to get better and that your partner will eventually come around. There are some people who are in marriages or relationships and their spouse is physically abusive. They are emotionally That's abusive. They steal from true. them. They do all, all different right, types so, of shit. Anyway, so we're going back left. Let's get back. Let's get back to the topic, man. I don't want to talk about man beaters and wife beaters, okay? These are the tank tops and the best. So, yeah, to moderate, moderate that shit. <laughs> Going back, man, let's go back. Man, if anything, we talked about number eight. Let's get into two for Kobe. Oh, man. Let's, let's get, get into how. Much. So, this I is mean, why I like. If we're going to compare the two, two for Kobe was definitely no. better. Eight. I mean, I eight got was, some of his feats right now. 2006 and 2007, 2015 uh-huh. and 2016. Um, 639 games played, 10 all-star appearances, 
also 16,777 uh, points, two NBA championships, and then one scoring champion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, talk about from 8 to 24, let's talk about the transition when he was going through life after that. You know, at this time in life, obviously, he was going over the events that happened in Eagle, Colorado, and everything, and eight just went off, exploded, and everything. But in the midst of that, he was taking a lot of losses publicly, like, you know, losing that big Sprite endorsement, losing the McDonald's endorsement, and all of that. And then next thing you know, he had a moment of clarity, and out came 2-4, but to talk about, and that's off the court, but to talk about his maturity on the court as a player... He went from eight being the high flyer, exciting dunker, and people underrate how great of a dunker he actually was. He is like a top ten dunker of all time, easily. Some of the stuff he did in games, like the dude literally did the Dr. J dunk in a game, but that's another story. But uh, with two four Kobe as well, he developed footwork. He developed the unstoppable mid ring. He even took his mm-hmm. game outside. It's becoming one of the top three-point shooters in the game. You know what I mean? Because eight was a gunner. 24 was more wise. Or he drove to the basket and tried to get the hand one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or he even passed the ball sometimes because I'm pretty sure he had more triple doubles in 24 than eight by far because he was wiser. And then defensively, he became a lockdown defender. Like, eight was a good exactly. defender, but two full lockdown defender. And people, and I here's mean. another thing, too. And, and we're going to get into this, but, but just a short preview. People, you know, like to give a certain person praise for, uh, you know, for all their so-called, you know, chase down blocks and everything. Trust me, Kobe was the one, 24 was doing that shit way before LeBron was, and he was out there giving it his all. And what a lot of people don't realize, too, is when I say Kobe went out there and put his all out there, Kobe put his all on the court every single time. If Kobe could play, he would play. There was no load management for him. Uh, You want to talk about playing with Torn? Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was about to say it. I was just about to say the one moment in particular, but a personal story yeah. about that. You know, what you mean, the Brett Favre, uh, like, the Brett Favre uh, NBA? Just playing yeah, while he's broken and NBA. still dominating? Yeah, yep. so the moment, in partic- the moment in particular was, you know what I mean, they were having, you know, all season with Dwight Howard, Steve Nash, they couldn't get along and all of that. And they made a late push to get to the playoffs. And this was one of the side of games. And I want to say they were playing Golden State or Sacramento that game, man. It was the first day that I actually moved out here to Las Vegas. So, like, I got to see it on Time Warner Live because I'm like, oh, I get to see all the Lakers games now because I'm out here, you know, when Fox Sports, you get your regional games and all that. But anyway, the game going on and everything, I'm like, this dude is killing. Like, he would not let them down. Like, Dwight Howard's in foul trouble. Steve Nash is actually turning the ball over. But Kobe would not let these dudes die. And I remember nope. the one play when he drove 
got, you know, when he drove, got fouled, next thing you know, oh, <laughs> he got up, started lifting, like, oh, like, you know, he started lifting, he could barely walk. But he went to the free throw line, and he actually hit the free throws. I'm like, oh. And he walked off. To find out he did that on the torn Achilles, that just shows me the passion he really has on the game. Crazy. I mean, that, yeah, because it was, man, I think the it was passion, some type of rule. dedication is just like, oh, my God, just being a solid form. Yeah. Just, yeah, because I think it was you don't get that things many where – Exactly, and it was one of those things where if he didn't shoot the free throws, I forgot what the NBA rule was, so don't quote me on this, but I think they would have forfeited a possession. It's something that would have happened where if he didn't shoot the free throws, somehow, like, something would have happened. I can't remember. Either there would have been a technical foul, and the other, you know, like, somebody from the Lakers could have shot the free throws, but on the opposing team, it would have been a technical foul, and they would have been able to shoot a free throw. It was something. But I wasn't even just going to talk about that, Mr. Jones. I, so I'm glad that you actually explained about that. But what about the torn ligaments and everything that he had in his fingers? Remember when Kobe used to have two of his fingers taped together because he had torn a yeah, ligament? Of and he was on his shooting hand, and he was still Two-shoes. out there? Yeah. Like, I remember he did an interview. Matter. Uh-huh. And um, he 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 had did an interview, and he was telling the people that he had to actually adjust his shooting. Like he couldn't follow yeah. through in his regular shot. You know, always like how he followed through with his hand on the shot. He couldn't do mm-hmm. that per se. He had to shoot with like the other main three fingers that he did have. Yeah. So. I mean, I mean, and this I mean, the guys when these, he first. Yeah, I mean, when he first tore the ligaments in one of those fingers, I remember they said it. He he had backed somebody. He did a crossover, and somehow he had his back to the person, spent away from him, shot the jumper with his left hand, and it went in. You get what I'm saying? Like, that's the kind of dedication that Kobe had with the game and the skill. And to me, it's just, it's just crazy for us just to lose a legend so early. And also what serves right is, I mean, in a way, after the Lakers organization, like I know that uh, politics stood in the way of some of it, but I'm sorry. Like, it's certain things that they could have done where Kobe could have had six or seven championships. One of the things was bringing Phil Jackson back when they were able to get Dwight Howard and they got Steve Nash there. But yet, they went and got Mike D'Antoni, and then they brought Mike Brown there as a coach. Like, to me, that shit was just trash. It was. It was complete fucking trash. Kobe could have easily had six, maybe even seven rings if they had brought Phil Jackson back. But they went Um, out there and got Mike D'Antoni. Was Jerry West there at the time? I don't think he was. I think at that time is when Jerry had left. He might have been a clipper then. No, nah, yeah, I think or that was Buster's son doing. Yeah, that was Jim Buss. Yeah, that dude was an idiot. Yeah, complete idiot. What? But for them to even treat yeah, but for them to even treat Kobe like that. Um, well, obviously we just gonna have random Kobe moments that we are gonna talk about, and still, man, keeping on the subject of Kobe. 
I mean, I let's think about think about one now. I mean, well, I think about that. the Olympics, like how he brought back like the dream team. Like he was actually yeah. part of that. Like nobody really thought yeah. about that. I thought about the dream team yeah. when they had that all star team and dominated in the Olympics. Like it made it so easy. And then also he has two gold medals in the Olympics. So Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's yeah, it. It was the dream team though. and then they, they yeah, they yeah. called themselves the redeemed team or something like that, right? Yeah. When they had Carmelo Wade, Braun, Kobe, the white when he was good. Um yeah, they had a they had a nice squad. Man, that squad yeah. was oh my god, that was actually when that was in comparison. Everybody was talking about. It was like this yeah, starting five the versus system. the other starting five of the actual dream just, team. Yeah, that's ridiculous though. But we ain't gonna get into that. No. What you mean ridiculous? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, Bird, Magic, Jordan. Barkley, get out of here, man. No. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I don't know, man. All right. Now, hold on. Now, let me ask y'all this real quick. Let me ask y'all this. What are your thoughts about the tribute that the Lakers did at the Staples Center during the first game back in there against the uh, Trailblazers? And what are your thoughts about LeBron's speech? I'm going to let y'all talk. Oh, let me take talk. Let me take it away. I don't know. So, uh, I mean, that's your man. I should let you take it away, MT, but um, yeah, no, I don't, no, no. go ahead, Mr. No, Jones. No, let Mr. Go ahead, Mr. Jones. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say, honestly, Kobe is my man, for real, for real. Like, I rocked with him. Yeah, yeah, but that's another story. But uh, to talk about the game in general, shame on the Lakers for fucking losing. They should have lost that game. At- no, 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 no. Well, if you well, well, here's the thing. You're gonna talk about the game. Let me talk about the pregame. No, stuff, all right. Okay? No, hold on, hold on, hold on. Nah, right, let, me, let, me, no, let me say what I gotta say first. Let me say what I gotta say. first. Go ahead. Because I know go when you probably about to go over this. Yeah, I, go I listened to the speech, and then also yeah. I listened to the speech maybe twice, maybe twice, uh, maybe three times. Because also um, one of our uh, uh, mutual friends. He was all at the game too, so I seen on his live, and it was it was kind of it was kind of dope, but I think that he shouldn't have led to him carrying the Lakers on his back or saying that when you don't really have too much to offer. I mean. You're, you're, you know, one of the most dominated players of the game, but you don't have that many years under your belt, or at least mm-hmm. to your standard. Because I'm pretty much sure that he has a retirement plan, unless he's trying to wait for his sons to come in, or his son to come in and play with him in the league and have that, and before he bow out. But other than that, I think that was going too far. But. I think it was it was okay. I think it was meant to be. I think if anything, they played the hell of a, the hell out of the situation because it was LeBron James, and that's the most favorite player that they were probably wanted to hear from. 
So they played mm-hmm. the shit out of that. I definitely agree mm-hmm. on that. They capitalized on that. But other than that, they, 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 that's just how I felt. Like, that was the best that he could probably do. I mean, if anything, I think he was probably more forced to do it. But if you're the face to the franchise, you got to, you know, do something, right? Let me say this. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for that. Let me just say this. First of all, people, number one, Kobe and LeBron was not as close as you think they were. Please don't let the media fool you. Don't let any of that bullshit, okay? He was not as close to Kobe as you think. And then that old, oh, they gave me something. I wrote it down on a piece of paper. But I wouldn't be doing the right thing by y'all fans, you know, if I read it off the page. Please don't fall for that bullshit, okay? Because unfortunately, even through his death and everything, it's still politics going on. And we're going to get into what Nike did and everything, and we're going to talk about the goods and bads of that as well. But first off, uh, let's just get back to this. So it was bullshit. To me, if anybody should have spoken or gave a speech, it should have been Magic Johnson. Yes, the same Magic Johnson. I get the way that he left the team, but guess what? Magic was also up there in the bus, uh, in the bus family press box. He was at the game. He should have been allowed to speak. He's had personal conversations with Kobe. He's had a great rapport with Kobe. Uh, he's also been on record saying that plenty of times, way before even Kobe died, and guess what? Kobe is the greatest Laker to ever uh, grace the Staples Center and be in L.A. He is the best Laker of all time. Better than him, better than Kareem, better than Shaq or anybody else that people tried to say, Wilt Chamberlain, whoever. So the fact that LeBron was out there, it was a joke. It really was. And I don't care what tattoo LeBron got. There's plenty of people out here getting Kobe Bryant tattoos now that didn't have it. Okay, at the end of the day, it's, it, it's fake love. I think he admired Kobe. He admired Kobe as far as the man he was off the court. And, you know, the mentorship that he gave a player. I doubt it. And nah. It is. Because if it's anything, you got to think about it. Can I, ask, can I ask you something? No, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to ask you this. How many games did Kobe go to when LeBron was there? How many games did Kobe go to when LeBron was with the Lakers? Well, all right, well, that's a great question. I don't know. Okay, I'm going to tell that you That I many. don't know. But I'm going to tell you how many. Hold on, hold on, how many hold on, games, hold on. Let me how finish. How many games hold on, have Kobe been there finish. when LeBron played? When LeBron played, and he's been in those games, and, like, LeBron and probably missed a dunk. As a matter of fact, yeah, that was one of the most uh, highlighted moments. LeBron had missed a dunk, and – he ran to the side, and him and Kobe ran up, and they were talking. They were talking shit. And basically, after he was like, "Yeah," he was just telling me, he "Was like, yeah, you know, you know, Father Age running up on you, huh? You, you, you ain't got no spring." So that was me, LeBron, try to go ahead and elevate more. And I think this was like the the first season of uh, yeah, what was this? This, this was but a minute ago, but. I think but they again, still had a relationship. What does that have to do? You, with you, I think they don't. They still had a relationship. No, they did. No, they them didn't. being great. No, they didn't. And being in the game, bro. like, come on now, bro. How, bro? 
bro, no, no. Let me tell you something. At the end of the All day, right, how about this? this is what I'm trying to get. Oh, All right, no, yeah, let can me, I finish? Yeah, let me can speak. I finish I've my story? No, I've been crying for like 10 minutes. Yeah, you, you're going off the deep end, bro. Like, honestly, like, what is he supposed to do in that position? If you was LeBron, what would you done in that position? Was he supposed to talk shit about this man? I didn't say like, that. Oh, not even speak at all. Oh, LeBron gets no comments. That. LeBron not speaking up for the NBA. LeBron has no say so on Kobe Bryant's death. All right, whenever y'all are finished, whenever y'all are finished, I'll speak. Whenever you finish, I'll speak. Whenever you finish, go ahead. I'm done. Okay, my point is this. To Mr. Jones, to do no, let me finish. I'm I'm going off of what the media is trying to portray, and like what LeBron was saying out of his mouth, oh, Kobe's my brother and all that. Y'all relationship wasn't that tight, my guy. It wasn't, okay? Kobe went to, you could count on one hand how many games he actually went to the Staples Center to watch. And do you know why he went there? Because Gianna asked, because her favorite players were coming to play the Lakers. It had nothing to do with LeBron. So, yes, did LeBron do the right thing by standing up there, giving a speech, yada, 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 like the Lakers organization told him to? Yes, all I'm telling the people is don't believe the bullshit. It should have been Magic Johnson up there speaking, not LeBron James. They weren't that close. Well, if anything, well, if anything you know, you know dang on well. All right, so look, I don't want the people to believe your halfway crookedness, okay? I kind of believe you in a sense. In a sense of, yes, maybe Magic Johnson should have spoke. But no, that wasn't going to happen. You know about politics. You know how Magic Johnson just then got out the franchise and they didn't capitalize off of that after he left because he wasn't going to be the, 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 I guess, the black sheep of the franchise. So even with that even being said, like, listen to yourself. Like, you know why it was even written. Not saying they had the best buddy buddy, you know, relationship, but I'm sure that there were things that was introduced where they would see each other and then they would probably have common relationships or talks Bro, about anything. And then also Kobe was going with. into other endeavors. Okay, they went to the Olympics together, but my thing is this, and even in those Olympics, who else was on that team, Mr. Jones? Kyrie Irving, right? Okay, it was yeah. clear and apparent that Le- that Kobe even gra- that even gravitated towards Kyrie Irving. Look, we don't got to spend a lot of time on this. All I'm telling the people is this. I get it. LeBron, because he's the face of the franchise, he's still currently the face of the NBA, so he had to speak and say something. All I'm saying is, Look between the bullshit at the end of the day. Kobe and LeBron were not that close. It should have been Magic Johnson up there speaking at the tribute. That's all I'm saying. Now, on to the NBA logo. Is it the fault on LeBron or is it the fault on the Lakers organization, right? Both. Oh, it's the fault of the Lakers organization, 100%. It's the Lakers organization. It has nothing – it's, it's not necessarily on Braun. It's the Lakers organization and the politics of the NBA. 
I'm just telling the people don't right. fall for the bullshit. It's just, it's the same page, man. Love too clear on that. It's really it, it yeah. can't be on Braun. Yeah, no, 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 no. Braun, I just want to know no. why this relationship ain't real. That's why I wanted to clarify. You, 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 LeBron, you, LeBron, you, LeBron, friend. He told you this, or this is just what you. This is your personal it's public word. knowledge. Kobe has statements that you can research. Public you can Google it right knowledge? now while we're on All right, the okay. show. Cool. It's public knowledge. Kobe literally, they asked Kobe, why don't you go to more Lakers games? He said, I played for 20 years. I gave these people everything that I have. Now it's about me being home, planning baby showers with Vanessa. I'm paraphrasing, but, this is, but these are some of the contents within the article. I'm at home planning baby showers with Vanessa. I'm training and developing my daughter in the sport of basketball. I'm mentoring other people. I have other endeavors. That is why I am not at the game. That's what he said. Now, he said, and I go to the game when it's a player that my daughter likes. But what does the game have to do with anything? Bro, if you really care. So it's like, okay, you're like, all right. Okay, move, that's my move, man. Move I'm gonna go to the, the game. No, anybody NBA can no, realize. No, like, no, all right, move hey. to the next subject. Move to the next subject, sir. Sir, move to the next subject. Move to the next subject. NBA <laughs> logo. Should it be changed to Kobe Bryant? Yes or no? Uh. Yep. I'm gonna just say yeah, yes well, because I have a lot of factors. Of why, and then also pretty much just being a butthole. But I'm, I'm clear, I'm open to hear anybody else's uh, suggestion of no or yes. Yes, because Jordan turned it down. And they've been talking about it already for a minute. But I would yeah. say the talk about it so soon is almost distasteful. We should let people grieve and get over it for a while. We should have waited like a few months or even till after the season to talk about it. But at the end of the day, yes, because Jordan turns it down. Yeah, I mean, obviously when we talk about the NBA and the excitement and everything that Jordan brought to it, Jordan definitely deserved it, but Jordan turned it down. So I truly believe that, yes, next in line should be Kobe Bryant. And, yes, (coughs) Mr. Jones, I do agree with you. And I even came out and said the statement when people was oh sign a petition, it should be Kobe Bryant. The, one of the things that I don't like is same thing happened with Nipsey and all of that, and now everybody wanted to call him a legend after he died. I literally, and I wish I had screenshotted it. Maybe the person deleted. I might be able to go back to this person's page, but in some of these groups or some of these people pages. People literally were sitting up there disrespecting Kobe, saying he's not even a top ten player of all time. Oh, if you got MJ, you don't need Kobe because MJ is in, you know, NBA history and all that, so you don't need Kobe. Kobe was nothing but a MJ clone. He was this, he was that. Now, all of a sudden that he's dead, everybody wants to make the complete 180 now. Oh, he's top two, you know, to ever do it. He's one, Even though he was already yeah, and always in – yeah, he was always in my top three players of all time. Always. I'm not even going to lie. I, I can only agree with that because 
when he was number eight, Kobe, I would say he was emulating like the modern modern Jordan status. Like he was trying to perfect it. And I think as the game changed, he changed as well. And then also just from everybody criticizing this game, it still was the same game, but he just elevated it. So then that way he evolved and then yeah, turned into but, something else. And then that's when yeah. everybody started appreciating him because the game wasn't the same as Jordan. It wasn't the same, I'm going to stick on my tongue or fadeaway jumper. Like, even that, that was even more, I would say, that was perfected better than Jordan. So, But here's the thing, though, sir. Just as recently as two weeks ago, I literally watched people say that. They trashed Kobe. Oh, Kobe shouldn't even be mentioned in the same sentence as LeBron. LeBron is the greatest. He's better than Jordan. He's better than Kobe. Kobe is just up. Remember, they was even saying it. Yeah, they were saying it on the major networks, on ESPN and Fox yes, Sports. Yes, how Kobe. Yeah. Only the yep, players Kobe would be like, how y'all forget Kobe? Only the players would defend yep. Kobe. Yep, only oh, the Kobe players. The only... Yep, Nick Wright sat up there. Oh, Kobe Bryant is just jealous because nobody has him in the GOAT conversation. And this person. Okay. You know who actually came out and who was one of the first uh, analysts, but of course he was a former player to defend Kobe? It was Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley said it. I don't know why we keep yep. having this LeBron and Jordan debate and we haven't even – everybody keeps omitting Kobe. Kobe Shaq should be up there. Shaq. It should be Jordan and Kobe. Shaq. Yep, Shaq said it too. It should be Jordan and Kobe that we're debating, or Kobe, Jordan, and LeBron, not just LeBron and Jordan. The only reason only reason it was LeBron and Jordan is because LeBron was actually in the league, and then he had to run to get the ring in that time. And also his NBA championships appearances. So – I think that's what it was. Other than that. No, the, the thing is this, man. All I'm saying is it's getting back to my point of fake love. Don't start trying to love the man now and say that he should be the NBA logo because it wasn't even a thought in anybody's mind while he was still alive. It wasn't no, a thought. I think, it, I think it was a thought. It was a thought. In whose mind? Who said that Kobe should be the NBA no, logo? No, they, 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 they covered it because – they actually had a poll on ESPN. And when did the poll come out? Was say, it before or after Kobe's death? Uh, this was before. This was maybe late. Hold on. Let me make sure. Because, you know, I don't want to get no fake I news. guarantee you it was after his death. Because nobody was no, about Kobe being it was the late logo 90s. of the NBA. It was, yeah, it was um, either late 90s, early 2000s. Nah, it was him. Nah, because it was Jumpman then. It was all about the Jumpman. Yeah, it was Jordan. They was like the Jumpman yeah. should be the logo. That's what they were I'll be honest. Exactly. And Jordan and, and what it's happened with Jordan team. Like, let's be honest. Personally, did he okay, even nah, cross right, I'm confused. Did he even All right, so, you know, when I that came out, it wasn't – it was a change of the logo, but they had it. They had a discussion about it, but it was, it was other athletes back in that time. That's of, what I'm like, saying. It wasn't Kobe Bryant. It wasn't that. No, it wasn't even on your mind though. 
Was it even on your mind though that he should possibly be the logo no. at this present time? No, nope. no it, it wasn't, wasn't on my mind. But to be honest with you, I thought he should be probably like the ambassador of like NBA, kind of like how Dirk Fisher was. You know what I'm saying? Like how he really had a like a hand in the NBA. But I think Derek Fisher really didn't really even care. Kind of like almost like how Chris Paul is too, almost in the NBA. Like I think I he had more hands on. I know what you mean, no. but I don't think he wanted that job to be affiliated with the NBA. He did it from the kindness of his heart and from his mind exactly. to the knowledge and spread the knowledge for the future. Because he's been exactly. the ambassador. Like until they said, nah. To be honest with you, all thought about it. He sh- I actually thought about it. He should be. Think about what he's doing with these young players, how he mentored them right before his passing. Even the youngest of day, like Trey Young, who's balling. You know what I mean? He yep. just said stuff to Zion Williamson, the future of the NBA. And even the modern-day superstars, like how he impacted Kyrie, like how Kawhi Leonard was impacted by him. Dave Lillard. And you see how they've been balling this week, by the way. The people was really honoring him, but that's another story. I'm talking about on the court. And you yeah. know what I mean? Like how he impacted their lives. Even like superstars that grew yeah. up with him, like B. Wade, Carmelo. He 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 impacted all their lives. He, he's truly Carlos Boozer. was. Yep. He truly is the ambassador of the NBA. Even Tracy McGrady. But the way that was pretty the much way that he wow. impacted itself now was more family oriented. And it was more for him to be a part of family and also but that's, that's do another what point. he loves. And then, like, nobody even talked family. about his other endeavors when he was talking about, uh, yeah. actually, when he was doing, uh, what was that? He had a new show awesome. that was just popping. Not the details. It, 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 it was something else. And he was doing interviews with everybody else, and it was different, uh different host on it. And I've seen it a couple of days ago. Uh, I can't even think about it. But it was some. It was a new. I want to say it was a new it show, like, or either he like, was featured is it like on. KD? Is it like KD show? You talking about KD show? KD it was got similar like to like KG show. But yeah, you like Kevin Garnett, detail. right? It wasn't. It was a detail. But it was similar to like uh, Kevin Garnett's show. It's called a courtroom or something like that, KD show. But I mean, like even detail as you just mentioned, how you know impactful that show was. The little bit of time that played, how he broke down the game from an aspect, you'd be like, oh, you know what I mean? It was kind of Tony Romo like in the NFL. Exactly, and let me tell you, he was literally and. Kobe's mentorship even went beyond basketball. Did y'all know he was Novak Djokovic's mentor? Yes, I did. And also um, Lionel Messi as well in Barcelona, that team. Yep. And soccer. Yep. Also the Philadelphia Eagles. He gave a speech during the playoffs in a Super Bowl run a couple of years ago. Yeah, like, I mean, what I try to tell people, sports, outside of sports, outside of sports and movies and stuff, and actors, I mean, he's yeah. a Academy I mean, Award winner. Exactly, and then one of the most successful books 
ever with The Alchemist. He was working with that author, and they were working on a children's book. Unfortunately, that book isn't going to come out now, and I respect the, uh, that, that author for doing that. He said all the drafts and everything that him and Kobe made up, he trashed it, got rid of it, because he said there's no point in trying to finish the book if he don't have 100% of Kobe, meaning if Kobe can't give his final insight and do the finishing the final draft and everything. So he got rid of it altogether. But, yeah, when you talk about an ambassador of the game and somebody who touched many lives, bro, it was Kobe Bryant. And it's hands down Kobe Bryant. Thanks. And then let's be honest, too. It's, it's how it happened, too. I mean, he with his daughter. He on his way to do something with his family. It was really no controversy on his life, no prison sentence, no, like, you know what I mean? anything negative towards his life, it just happened. And the world stopped for a minute. I mean, like I was telling, like, you know, the older generation, it's like, now I know how you felt like when, like, people, like, when Elvis died back in the day. You know what I mean? Yep. Or, like, even how, how some of the older generation felt when, like, Whitney just passed away out of nowhere, you know? It, it, exactly. I know where I was at, that exact moment, what I was doing, and it's like I'll never forget it. Because I won't go as far as compared, like, with the tragedy of, like, 9-11 or anything like that, but as no, far no, as, no. you know, as far as important people passing in my lifetime, this may top the list, man. Like, it's, 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 it's up there, past even Michael Jackson and yeah. Because, like I said, at the time, Michael Jackson was going through controversy. He just beat his court case. He was exposing the industry in interviews and stuff like that. He was about to go ahead and buy a Sony and get out of his epic record contract. Finally. There was a lot of stuff going on when that happened. I'll give you that. I mean, it was kind of mixed with Michael Jackson. Like you said, there was a lot of stuff going on. So nobody can really mourn. Uh, I guess no. respectfully because it was so many, you know, questions that wasn't answered. And, and what was be the honest, cause of death? So what was going on behind behind the scenes? Everything of that sort. I mean, everybody but from all this, the NBA players, Jimmy Kimball, everybody like that. This is like one of the first times that the tributes, like. Every tribute almost is done right. They're doing it right. They're doing it the right way. Because we also see this with Prince right now. Prince specifically said, I don't want any tributes or anything. And I I just seen Usher do a Prince tribute on the Grammys. Like, what the hell? Yeah. So I like that yeah. they're actually showing class and respect with these tributes and speeches and everything as well. And it's coming from the heart. I mean, personally, like, some of them, I would have even interviewed it. Like, it was crazy. Like, the Doc Rivers one in particular, man, that really pulled on some harsh things right there. Oh, of course. The man, Doc even, Rivers. Uh, I think they should have respected And not even interviewed him right there. That was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Kobe was another one. Um, <clears throat> I'm sorry, not Kobe. Uh, Shaq. Shaq. 
Yeah, Shaq was another one because what you literally had was uh, Shaq was emotional, man, which I completely understood. I mean, this was somebody that, like he said, his relationship with Kobe, first of all, their names will always be tied together because of what they accomplished. They accomplished the last three-peat that ever happened in the NBA, for those of you all that don't know. And they were strong-minded individuals, but they still had – you know, obviously rapport with each other's family. Uh, Kobe was mentoring, what's the name? Sharif O'Neal, Shaq's son. And, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, it was, and Shaq said it. I haven't talked to him since 2016. And you could tell that Wade had the arm. Like, damn. And Shaq mm-hmm. had just lost his sister to cancer in September, October. Yep. It's been a rough one for the big fella, you know? Mm-hmm. It is. And somebody need to make sure that, like, he's good. Yeah, at the end of the day, we lost a legend. But, you know what I mean? I wanted to close it out like this. For us, gentlemen, like, personally, like, for me, like, Kobe played a big part in developing our relationship as brothers, you know what I mean? Because I remember yeah. when me and you and was young in high school and all that, how we used to always talk about Kobe and how we kind of bonded with debating people about Kobe because it was me and you versus the world out there, bro. Everybody team acts better, you know? (laughs) It was crazy. Oh, my God. The arguments we used to have with people, every flavor of the month, man, was better than Kobe at the time. And, man, how we used to defend that and how – he used to prove himself on the court, and they'd be like, all right, you got it. Even when we played 2K, man, I used to always get Kobe and all that stuff. And what game in particular I always remember, though, man, just to you know, wrap it up real quick, 2K7, that was the game. We played it on Xbox. I remember I was over, we was over your house, MT, me, you, and B, right? And I remember yep. he was up like nine points. That game, he's up like nine points in like 14 seconds left. That man Kobe hit three three to take it to overtime. And me and you, because you, I was playing B. I was playing B. And that man, uh, we ran across the house like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, and, and the crazy thing is, usually when that happens in video games, the first thing we say is, like, they cheating. Like, nobody can yep. even say that because, like, that's something that Kobe did in the clutch, man. It was, like, crazy. And then, I mean, with me and you, Zeus, I remember, man, I, I used to always talk about how Kobe was the man. And, you know, at first, you know, he's like, he's selfish and all that. And then we used to, like, watch a boy. You'd be like, man, yeah, Kobe is really that great. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I, I will always appreciate that. And um, I know Big Sam listening right now. And uh, one moment, too, like, one of the first gifts, like, I bought him on Christmas was a number eight Kobe jersey. And, one of the things that I texted him after I heard the news was, like, do you still got that Kobe jersey? He was like, yeah. It was the number eight Adidas jersey when they were doing the Adidas Swingman jerseys at the time. So, I'm like, man. Yeah. I'm going to tell you all <laughs> right now that the resale value on this stuff. So, just real quick, one thing I want to close out with. Obviously, we got plenty of childhood stories that we could talk about. But, excuse me, Nike. I mean, technically, they're doing things the right way. I just hope that the end result is how they do it with – is how they're doing it with, like, Jordan now. 
and with Nike finally getting a concept. And I say that to say this. We all know, so Nike pulled all of Kobe's merchandise down from their website. They contacted multiple stores that were selling the stuff, told them to essentially pull that stuff. You, it's hard for you to find a Kobe jersey now, whether it's Mitchell or Ness, whatever. Wow. It's hard for you to find Kobe shoes and everything. East Bay had to pull that shit down, Foot Locker, everybody. Because what was going to happen was, we all know, people were going to buy all that stuff up, turn around, sell it. What I'm hoping that Nike does is something similar to what they're doing with the Jordan. You take it, you drop it, okay, it sells out. Two to three months from now, you do another surprise drop because they have to kill the reseller. They do. Because the price that these Kobe's are going for now is ridiculous. Where literally just a month ago, when I was looking to extend my collection, I seen Kobe's for 130 bucks, Kobe's for 80 bucks, 90 bucks, slightly worn or even dead stock ones, 180, 200. Now they want 500. I've seen some for thousand. I've seen some listed for fifteen hundred. It's crazy. Oh, it's what it is. Yeah. That's what I wanted too. Well, that's the thing. I can't even find the crazy eights right now. I've been looking on StockX and stuff like that. Haven't found them. I think you can go on eBay. It's people selling them, but again, they sell them for a crazy amount. But um, man, at the end of the day. Salute to Meek Mill as well, because I feel like that this young brother doesn't get enough credit for his growth and maturity. Salute to Meek Mill. For those of y'all that don't know, Meek Mill is now the majority owner of Lids. You can take a hat in there. You don't have to purchase a hat, but you can go in there. They have a design where it's Kobe numbers and angel wings around them. You can either get the number 8 or the number 24 on your hat. And you can choose the color of the lettering and everything that you want for the uh, for the number. So salute to Meek Mill for doing that. It's absolutely free. Like it's free. Wow. You don't have to. Yeah, you don't have to pay for it. You don't have to buy a hat in order for yeah, that. I to seen do the post. It. I seen the post that you put up the other day too. Yeah, yeah. So it's absolutely free. So salute to Meek Mill and the whole Lids team for doing yeah, that dope. as well. Yeah, that's very dope. Well, then, if anything, we'll go ahead and conclude the segment. Um, we can give out the 24 uh, silence. Yep, and hold on. All right, so let's go ahead and do the 24 seconds of silence right now. All right, let's do it. So, on to football, gentlemen. Last night was the NFL Honors. And if you all want, I can run through the list, or you can run through the list. makes me no difference. But, uh... I mean, hey, since you already got it slapping, you know, go ahead and uh, pop it off, man. All right. All right, so let's do it. So first off, let's let's talk about obviously the most important award, MVP. 
Everybody agrees, right? Lamar Jackson was the MVP. And it was uh, unanimous. I totally yeah, agree. Yeah, it was unanimous. They gave me unanimous. Okay. Good job on that. All yeah, right. no question. Go ahead. Go ahead, Zeus. I say no question. I would say I definitely agree. Oh, okay. I would say nothing to be said. All right. Cool. All right. So, offensive player of the year went to Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas. Do you agree with that? Um. Well, he did break a record this year, so you got to give him that. And it's full regular season. I mean, definitely. If you think about, it, I mean, like who else on offense would you compare? Would you? I mean, this may sound crazy. Like, Lamar Jackson. This may sound. I was about to say that. Well, Lamar Jackson, but another person, and I know I've been giving him his flack and everything. But another person who you may could have gave that award, but I get why Michael Thomas got the edge because his team actually made it to the playoffs. It was Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. He could have got offensive Definitely. play of the year award. Nah, but you got to yeah. think about it. I mean, when yeah, he like didn't get the ball in a lot of games, uh-huh. when he didn't get the ball in a lot of games, he didn't produce what he needed to. Who was so. that? Is that on him? That's, that's on the team. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's why you don't get it. He didn't produce. And, and it's all about what you can do on the field. And they didn't give him the opportunity to produce on the field. Like, I mean, if anything, that would probably be a snub. I'd go with that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a snub for him not to be recognized. Me personally, I probably – I mean – I think he's only the third running back in the history of the league to have a thousand receiving and a thousand rushing. So it's nothing yeah. like put your nose up at. But again, the reason why Michael Thomas got it, and I think part of it was because his team was a winning team, uh, and mm-hmm. they and they made it to the playoffs. That's what it was. Trust me, if the Carolina Panthers, even if they went nine and seven and made the wild card round. He would have been a shoe in for the Offensive Player of the Year award. He would have for what yeah. he was able to do. Michael Thomas, but he broke Marvin Harrison record, so I can see that. He did. But, yeah, he won Defensive Player of the Year. All right. So, for Defensive Player of the Year is Stephon Gilmore of the New England Patriots, defensive back. What do you all think? Yeah. Would have been the first one on my mind. I'm about to say, man, oh, man, uh, just watching, just, uh, I was watching uh, the Pro Bowl, um, like, little skill challenges that they was having, and just seeing that Mm -hmm. they was having fun, like, he was still in it, just one of the most, I guess, athletic people that participated. I guess mm-hmm. in the sport, and then even just on the field, though, like I, I mean, that was supposed to give him. That's a give it to him. I want to say that actually that we put him in our top five, if I'm not mistaken. Definitely. Oh, definitely. definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. We put him in our top five for players, period, in the NFL this season. So absolutely, mm-hmm. Stephon Gilmore. I mean, he was a huge anchor in that defense. Uh, shutting down receivers, hell, us being, well, me and Mr. Jones being Cowboys fans, we literally single-handedly watch him shut down Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper had zero catches against Stephon Gilmore, which, hey, that's something difficult to do to a receiver. It is, especially of Amari Cooper's magnitude. 
So, yeah. To me, I agree with that as but well. But it wasn't Amari Cooper, though. It wasn't Amari Cooper. He locked down other great receivers this year, too. He had a great year. He did. I mean, any, anybody else? Only other people that I'll probably say that people probably wanted to give it to just because of uh, of a favor is Richard Sherman. Shaq Barrett. Shaq Barrett. I say yeah, Shaq Barrett. Yeah, because of his sack. But, again, Tampa yeah. Bay didn't win. And uh, Richard Sherman, yeah, I mean, he was a big deal. But when people – I've heard a lot of people just from what I've read online is, excuse me, when they give – Richard Sherman praise. They also turn around and say, "Well, Richard Sherman wouldn't be what he is if it wasn't for the way that defensive line played." Hmm. In San Fran, I don't know. Well, I you know, one hater, which we already talked about. I was say they said that he don't like to play man, and I don't know. I think that's probably true because he really. I don't think he really plays a lot of man ball when he stays in the cover. So. I think that's what makes him dominant. And he can really read the field or read the quarterback. Or maybe execute the play. I agree. All right. So, comeback player of the year. Ryan Tannehill for the Tennessee Titans. Supposed to be MVP right there. It's like, nah. I'm slicing it. Um, (laughs) uh, For like six games now? Like, no, yeah, it, it wasn't was like, No, 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 no. It no, wasn't no, that no, no, the Titans. It was. The Titans were two and four. He jumped in there week seven, sir, and then he played the rest of the season. Okay, nine games. Ten games. That's right. Well, nine games, yeah. Well, yeah, technically, yeah, nine games, yeah. Or yeah. ten okay, games. Okay, so. Yeah. Roughly, yeah, roughly, roughly like sixty percent of the season. Yeah, sixty percent. Oh, no, I mean, you gotta think about it. What you mean, like who was Garoppolo. who was who was Ryan Tannehill though? I'm telling you, I mean, who somebody. Was, who was he? Who was he? Who was he though? Garoppolo was Garoppolo. He had high expectations. To me, exactly. real, real. He still, he if he doesn't win this, he still has. Low expectations. He still hasn't achieved his expectations for me from what we started from this season. That don't mean yeah. shit. All right. I don't, Here's the thing. You got a supporting cast. I right. get what you're saying. Your top five, I, I was about top to... five All right. supporting people. All right. We'll talk about that later. All right. Okay? The All top right. five people right. that supporting that cast All right. Hold on. is hold, helping hold, you out, hold, sir. Hold on. Hold on. Can I be? I'm going to be the tiebreaker for this. All right, hold on, hold on. Let me be the tiebreaker for this. So I'm going to say this. Mr. Jones, you are right. Jimmy G, obviously he got injured last year. Um, The 49ers were actually doing pretty well when he was the quarterback, but then he got injured. But his comeback was more so him coming back off of injury, but he got over a $100 million contract. I think it was like a $130 or $140 million contract. So the expectations – for him to be what he is was already there. Ryan Tannehill was written off. Nobody cared about Tannehill. Nobody even thought that the Tennessee Titans would make it to the AFC Championship. So for Ryan Tannehill to come in, yes, Derrick Henry is a 
is a is a huge part of it, but Tannehill stepped in and made some big throws when he was asked to. And he was able to utilize A.J. Brown. He was able to utilize Corey Davis. He was able to utilize, uh, what is it, Tajay Sharp. And he, he also, with Derrick Henry, helped elevate the play of the Tennessee Titans. If Marcus Mariota was there, the Titans may not have gotten to the playoffs. They, and if they got to the playoffs, and if they got to the playoffs, who knows? Mariota probably would have turned the ball over like crazy to the New England Patriots. And boom. So I can't sit there and say. Seriously, Mariota was playing him and Jameis will probably be tied for the most picks this season, to be honest with you. Exactly. So, yeah, Yeah. I definitely get the points to go with. But, you know, my point is if they will give Brady MVP for the 12 games he had that season, I think the same rules should apply here, ultimately. All right, I get that. But that's another thing. What? Oh, man, look, okay. No, I get that. All right, so, uh, and then we'll just do defensive rookie and offensive rookie of the year. So, offensive rookie of the year was Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray, and I disagree with this. Yeah, me too. And it shows how biased the league is. It shows how biased the league is when it comes to quarterbacks, but I disagree. Might as well have been Josh Jacobs from um, the Raiders. Yeah. Absolutely. Same here. I definitely – yeah. To me, it definitely should have been Josh Jacobs for the Oakland Raiders because, to me, that was BS to even – like, come on now, Kyler Murray – I'm not saying that he can't be a talent in the league, but for him to win that award over Josh Jacobs, to me, man, that was bull. It was straight. Yeah, it was yeah. a couple of games. Okay, zero points. It was a couple of games. Yeah, absolutely zero points too. That's yep. another story. Yeah, it should have been. It should have been Josh Jacobs. Yep. Now, defensive rookie of the year. Went to Nick Bosa for the 49ers. Do you all agree? Yeah, yeah I mean, no doubt. He was, he was more impactful. He had the most sacks out the rookies, so, you know, that's Josh Allen and the Jaguars. And even uh, Crosby and the Raiders had 10. He had nine sacks, but he had he, he had a lot of impact and he had a lot of tackles for losses and stuff like that. And Let's be honest, the defining moments and when he played uh, Cleveland Browns, that game he had against uh, Baker Mayfield, his redemption game, you know? Uh-huh. You know, I feel all these awards is about moments, and Bosa definitely had the moment this year. On the field, you know? Yeah. I ain't going to lie, man. They should have had my man Scurry Terry up there. I mean, he did. He, I'm not going to lie. He, he produced. He was incredible. And, but I think with him and the injuries that he suffered, because I think he missed a couple games due to injuries, that's probably why. 
and and you got to remember too with Bosa, again to me like, and obviously now you all see what I'm saying. Winning plays a huge deal when we talk about considering somebody for an award, at least in the NFL. And again, did Scary Terry did he put uh, fear in defenses' hearts? Absolutely. But overall, what was his team? You know, no disrespect, but the Redskins, they were bottom feeders this season. So that's why he's not going to get that recognition. Yes. And then I think that last one is Coach of the Year, right? Yeah, last one is Coach of the Year that actually uh, matters. I mean, we could talk about the Walter Payton Award if you want. (laughs) Man, that's a bit, man. I mean, I'm pretty sure somebody that's on the bench or something. (laughs) <laughs> You're a funny guy. You really are a funny guy. But uh, <laughs> when it comes to, yeah, I mean, when it talks, let me see, Walter Payton Award. Where the hell is it? I literally just had it up. All right, yeah, Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. Yeah, defensive lineman mm. for the Jacksonville Jaguars, Calais Campbell. So, yeah, I mean, okay, it was the Jaguars. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Pretty decent. You like DNA, but that's another story. Go ahead. All right. So, all right. So, coach of the year went to Baltimore Ravens coach John Harbaugh, and do we do we think he's deserving of that? Fourteen and two. Yes. That's the best record they had in franchise history in a regular season. Yes, and that's after Ray Lewis. So yes. Okay. Now, if Mike Tomlin would have made the playoffs, then a different story. Yep. Pretty much wrapped up. Uh, what we got now? Hall of Fame? They, didn't they announce the Hall of Fame? Yes, they did, sir. They announced the Hall of Fame. Uh, so when we talk about the finalists for the Hall of Fame, I mean, let's talk about it. So, for the Hall of Fame, we have running back, Edron James. We have the guard from most known for playing with uh, the Seattle Seahawks, Steve Hutchison. Wide receiver for that was a part of the Rams' greatest show on turf, Isaac Bruce. Safety, Troy Polamalu. Oh, yep. And finally, 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 safety for the Denver Broncos. Steve Atwater has made it to the Hall of Fame. Yes, 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 yes. Now, one person that had the case, though, and he probably be in next year, is Toy Hope. But other than that, I'm fine with it. Yeah. And then, you know, you already got to add the people that's already on there, you know, your Jimmy Johnsons and your Bill Cowers in the world as well. So that's dope. What you think of the list? I like it. I don't have any issues with it. And then obviously we know Jimmy Johnson got in. He was elected this year as he should have been, and it took a little while. 
Uh, shouldn't have taken this long, in my opinion. But, yeah, I mean, I have no problem with the list. I like everybody who got in. To me, they're well-deserving of it. I think when you talk about running backs and the significance of running backs back then in the early 2000s, hell, you got to talk about Marshall Falk and Edron James. And to me, they were out there. They were dual-threat running backs. And they were just a part of, like, that elite class, man. Like, you had Marshall Falk, Edron James, and they had good hands as running backs. Then you had the LaDamian Tomlinson, who obviously he got his gold jacket. And then Ward Dunn as well. But is Marshall Falk, Marshall Falk has his gold jacket as well too, right? I believe he does. Yes. Yes, no doubt. Yes. Yeah. So Marshall Falk has his. But obviously he's going to have to go sit in time out anyway from his uh, sexual assault allegations. <laughs> But yeah, so, the crazy thing about Edward James, though, crazy fact, you know he made the Super Bowl, but it wasn't with the Colts. It was actually with the Cardinals. When they wow. played Pittsburgh that year. Wow. So, yeah, you're right. I don't know. I think a fun fact for I the people. A, I think an argument, though, if you want to have an argument because somebody always has to get always had to get left out, is definitely Troy Holt, though, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, well, you know what it was. It was they weren't going to put both of them in at the same time. But to me, you couldn't have one without the other. Like the greatest show on turf was uh, Tory Holt and Isaac Boone. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh no, but I, I, I'm excited to hear Paul Amaro's speech. Because he wasn't really a big, you know what I mean, talker or whatever. But, yeah. At the end of the day, though, shout out to all the people that made the Hall of Fame. Um, I think this is a pretty decent class. No snubs. Nobody, uh... You think that was left out? Tory Holt. That's what I said. If you want to make a case, it will be Tory Holt. But I think everybody in there deserves to be in there. All right, man. Shoot. Well, if anything, shoot. Let's get into it, man. Super Bowl predictions. All right. Who do we have? We got the 49ers and the Chiefs. I mean, I don't, I don't know what to say. Um, where are they playing at? Are they playing in Florida, right? Yeah, they playing in Miami. Miami. And yeah, and here's the thing, just oh, to let you all know ahead of time for the, uh, I guess for the people who, who want to know for next year as well, the NFL has no creativity. So this year, the Super Bowl is in Miami. Guess where <laughs> it is next year, gentlemen? Just take a wild guess. Welcome to my. It's in Vegas. No, no, that's the dome. That yet? Where were you? No, it's not in Vegas yet. Who who were you thinking, Mister Jones? Miami or LA? Uh, it's gonna be in Tampa Bay, Florida. So they're gonna keep it in Florida two years in a row. 
Hey, yeah. WrestleMania? I guess they saying Florida weather better than y'all better than y'all weather. Yeah. Nah, they just want to give it a few years because that's our infrastructure, man. Like parking and traffic is going to be gridlocked already. Now we yeah. got the well, facilities and definitely for a Super Bowl. It's coming, baby. Well, I think we need a couple of years to get our infrastructure together. Fix our highways oh, and all of that before we do that. Oh, absolutely. Oh, you definitely need that. And they need to figure out, here's what they also are trying to figure out. And it's just like you talked about Mr. Jones when they had the All-Star game there, how people was, how it was crazy and people were getting robbed and the crazy things that were happening. They need to see how the city, how the city handles having the Raiders there, uh, the influx of traffic, obviously. Uh, making sure the economy and everything is okay and they're not charging too much. But, yeah, I completely, I 100% agree with you. They have to figure some things out and have to make sure that Vegas is the place to be and that they can handle that because, I mean, the Super Bowl, to me, is definitely bigger than the NBA All-Star Weekend. So with all the festivities and everything. So to bring that kind of traffic to Vegas, and you haven't figured anything out yet for a Super Bowl, it's going to create some crazy things that's happening. But, oh, my goodness. It'll be okay. It'll be the same thing similar to, like, L.A. So, if no, anything. Vegas, is- Vegas being Sin City. I'm telling you right now, Vegas being Sin City. I'm telling you, it's a big thing. And now with the I Vegas mean, being some players there, may not show. I don't know. They may not be able yeah, to play. I'm going to tell you right now, the price of ass in Vegas is about to go up, too. Don't think it's going to be cheap once the Raiders get to town, fellas. $40 ain't going to do it no All more. right. So, before okay. the predictions about the Vegas, the Vegas Super Bowl, <laughs> let's get into the Super Bowl at hand. All right. Let's talk about the Chiefs and the 49ers. To me, this is, this is a great, 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 Great matchup. Okay. And the reason why I tell you that is because I'm going to piggyback off of something Mr. Jones said earlier in the season about the 49ers. The 49ers have heart. They're not a team that just lays down and gets rolled over. They have heart at the end of the day. Um, also, the Chiefs, we know that they get scoring bunches, as they've proven uh, when they played the Houston Texans. They, had, they also – scored a lot when they went against the Tennessee Titans and being able to neutralize that running game. And the strength of the 49ers is their running game. But Kansas City, we know all they need is about one minute to score. And that team is dangerous. I'm actually rooting for Andy Reid to finally get his first Super Bowl. So my prediction is that we are going to have a similar game like the Chiefs had against the Saints, where it was like, what was it, 48 to 46 or something crazy like that? I think we're going to have 49 to 46 in the Super Bowl, and I'm looking for the Kansas City Chiefs to walk away victorious. And Patrick Mahomes cashing in on a $250 million contract. So first and foremost, this is like one of the craziest, Sports book weeks in history, I believe. At one point, they shut the sports books down out here. They gridlocked it for a little bit. The point spread, as of I want to say yesterday, like at midnight, was only one and a half. 
favored the Chiefs, which is crazy. I've never seen a point spread that low. And I think the over-under is 54 and a half, 55 maybe. So it's very tricky. And the game's going to go either one or two ways. Is it going to be a blowout by the Chiefs? Or is it going to be a close, competitive, pretty high-scoring game, as MT predicted? Because at the end of the day, it's all about this factor. What is Garoppolo going to do to be – to match Patrick Mahomes because we know they have the running game. They can slow the tempo. They have a three-headed monster at running back. But when it comes to this time of the Super Bowl, it's usually more like who's the better quarterback that's going to win, who performs better on third down, et cetera, et cetera. Because mm-hmm. I don't think the running game is going to be that effective under the bright lights. And mm-hmm. I think Mahomes is ready to do work. I don't think this man is afraid. I think this is the moment he's been waiting for his whole life, and he's ready to perform. I mean, so can y'all not agree that San Francisco pretty much has the better team? San Francisco, they have the better overall team, yes, because obviously they have a better defense. Yeah. But if you are asking me, do they have – a better offense? No. Like to me, the Chiefs are the best offense. So you don't think they 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 front four? No, no, wouldn't. no, no. Okay. No, because they got plays designed to get the ball off quickly that can get some yards. And Tyreek Hill is, is one of the damn best question? right now. Tyreek Hill is one of the best at yards. <laughs> Hello, call you a bully. Eat some collard green linguini. But no, nah, exactly. at the end of the, at the end of the day, though, I think I think it's, it's definitely the cheese games to lose, man. Like you say, your teeth split top wheat bread wins again, bro. That's it. And you know what? I don't have any issues with it. I'm glad that there will be another black quarterback. Yes, we are going to claim him, that there will be another quarter, a black quarterback to win the game. Oh, you going to talk to the black delegation? I don't need to talk to the black delegation, sir. Man, he wasn't saying (laughs) the same thing a couple of (laughs) episodes ago, okay? I don't need to talk to the black delegation, sir. Okay? I'm running there. Okay. I'm running there. I'm running this. <laughs> but if anything, man, I don't know, man. Um, I'm kind of split. Uh, I really see San Francisco. Yeah, if they can, if they have the better defense, like they can really pull it out. But I just don't. I, I don't know. It's just Kansas City. The offense is just. They just run up the points. Like, they can just go ahead and throw it down the field and just score. Like, let's not worry about the clock. Let's just put up some points. Uh-huh. Did they get the if ball get the first? ball back, I'm going to score. Did they get the ball first? I expect they're going to shot down the field, definitely. Uh-huh. Now, honestly, if I'm Tyreek Hill, I'm going at Sherman. See if he can match me speed for speed. 
You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. That's it. Talk about yeah. it. I mean, I I ain't going to lie, San Francisco got one of the best cover threes in the league, so as long as they attack it correctly, they can beat the cover three. Because they got some mm-hmm. speedy receivers in Hart and Hill, Hardman, and Sammy Watson. But see, if they, they play they, cover, that's when, that's, I think that's going to be their downfall. Because just like you said earlier, they already have like an offensive scheme to get the ball out the pocket. Like, that's just the immediate check down. Until you probably get exposed, and then you do play, man, and then Tyreek do probably beat Sherman, then that probably would be the most explosive plays that you can probably get touchdowns. So. Because you got, when you run precise routes in the zone, that's when Sherman shines uh, the most. Because Sherman can read. He can read your shoulder face, he can read your footwork. But. If he's playing man to man and you running like a bomb or something, you gotta keep up with your strap to strap. I think A's got him. He's not as fast as he used to be, and he's never been the fastest corner. I think he ran like a four or five in this combine, and that's slow for a corner. Somebody like Tyreek Hill won't burn his ass up man to man, so they're gonna play zone. They have mm-hmm. to. That's it. At the end of the day, I got Chiefs. It's the final pick of the season, y'all. I got Chiefs. Who y'all got? So, you got the Chiefs. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to take the Kansas City Chiefs. You got Zeus. I don't know, man. I feel like, I don't know. I'm going with the Chiefs, man. Either way, I put it. Only way I I probably put. That's another thing, too. It's like, I don't know. It's like they coach. It's just like hitting. And they should give credit to Andy Reid, though. I know, but here's the thing. I definitely, I need for a. I need for the Chiefs to win this game because I really don't. There's two reasons why. Number one, I don't feel like hearing bang, bang, nine a game all off season. I don't feel like hearing that shit. I'm Number not two, even lying to you. It's just like the 49er fans come like in and out the cut every season. They do. Like they do. And I'm gonna tell you another thing too that uh, I I don't have time for. Another thing I don't have time for. Is for the Cowboys to be the last team out there with five Super Bowls, and the, yeah, to essentially be the last team out there, you know, who won five Super Bowls but can't get to number six. So I'm hoping that the 49ers lose. I'm going for the Chiefs. Okay, that's why. Because if the 49ers win it, it's going to make us look even worse. It just is. Everybody else who had five was able to get the six before us. Brady and the Patriots. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Huh? I said it's deserved if it is, honestly, but <laughs> it'll piss me off. I'm sorry. I'm, like, over the break. I feel like doing the major league, too, right now. I'm turning my hat inside out. Oh, That's my it. God. I'm turning my jacket out. 
fuck the Cowboys. But at the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day man, this is going to be a good one, man. What the hell y'all going to uh, do halftime? Y'all think a high score game? Not as high yeah. as MG predicting it. I mean, I got 27-21. I think it's going to be nah, somewhat. I got like 30. Probably like 34, 31, something like that. Or like 35, 32. Yeah, I got Eagles yeah. Patriots numbers, huh? No, no. But the reason why is because here's the thing. I also believe that the NFL is going to give the fans what they want as well. Because, yeah. Here's the thing. Even though yeah, I appreciate the Super Bowl, I was about to say that. And even though I appreciated the Super Bowl from last year because I actually enjoy defense and schemes and, you know, figuring out what defenses are doing, it was a lot of people that complained, said that it was one of the most boring Super Bowls of all time. It was horrible. You know, it was trash. It was hard to watch. made you want to turn it off. Yeah. So, I, to me, this one is just – yeah, this one is just going to be fireworks, in my opinion. Oh, you think this is going to be like when, uh, God, who was that that got blown out that Super Bowl? Was it the Atlanta uh, Falcons? Um, no, you thinking you thinking two teams: the Giants versus the Ravens, and um, Oakland against Tampa Bay. Those are the two blowouts. And all who? Yeah. Yeah, that okay. Oakland and Tampa Bay one was sad. Yeah, because the defense was terrible. Was terrible. So, yeah. Yeah, Tampa defense was, you know, was crazy. Brad Johnson ain't do shit. Warrior Dunn had a He ain't doing it. It was all the Exactly. It was all defense. And another one, too. What was that? That Seattle and uh, Denver. What was that shit? 50 to 8 or something like that? They beat the shit out of Denver. Back in Matrillo's, you kind of snuck through most of that fucking game because I, I see the first <laughs> play and I looked up on. I told her this about to be an ass whooping. Yeah, you're going oh, to yeah, get some job. 
Yeah, you're going to get some Jaw Rule with J-Lo because I'm real on the way you talk. Yeah, you're going to get all that. Okay. Okay. Uh, It might be entertaining. Ja Rule better not pop out there on the track. <laughs> Man, I wish this, I wish oh. this WWE bring back Sunday Night Heat. I watched that. All right. <laughs> oh, I watched Oh, no, no, What's no. good, man? Let's go ahead and get into this music. Since we're talking about music, we already right. pretty much wrapped up the Super Bowl. We'll see what's going to happen, yeah. man. We already picked the Chiefs. That sounds about good. I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like the 49ers might stick it out. Yeah, but music, though. Leave that squash. Yeah, it's a lot of music. Let's talk so about who you got it. Everybody uh, hear you, uh, man. Your man. I mean, Yo Gotti, Yo Gotti's a living legend, man. Like, oh, he already God. came yeah, up with I, two hit songs. He already came out with two hit songs on the jump. Yeah, that pose. Money coming in in the second. And uh, uh, put a date on it. With little, uh, oh yeah, put a date on it. Date. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. which is crazy. And it's and it's weird because every time he come out with an album, it's always a hit. Well. I, I dig the production on there. I thought a couple of them songs, he should have left them beats alone. I mean, it's almost like I used to tell you about Walker when you used to play certain mixtapes, uh, Chuck. <laughs> I hear certain beats, I'd be like, nah, that beat is not for him. That's 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 too much soulful type beats. We need more trap in this music. Exactly. I thought some of the beats like that, I was like, nah, that's too much beat for him. But, like, overall, I... I actually really, it was a solid project. It's a couple of songs that, like, I immediately put on my playlist, and I don't do that quite often. I would listen to it once or twice, and then I'll be like, I am going to choose these jokes on my playlist. There were songs I heard, like, first half, like, 30 seconds of the song, and I put that on my playlist. Like, one of my favorite songs, and it was Big Homie Rude. I thought that joke was dope. Yeah, oh, Big Homie Rude. Yes. Oh yeah, my God! Yeah, that 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 was I'm love. A, like that that kind of touched home a little bit. Yeah, and, and I'm gonna say this. I, maybe I'm wrong, but Zeus, please help me make sense of this. I've always told people when it came to real talk, Gotti was one of the best at it. Always dropping jewels and gems on us throughout his music. He tried to give people the game. So, you know what I'm saying, like, to try to steer them away. And one of the songs, well, another song that I guess touched home for me personally, and we see that shit today, is, uh, what is it, that song, Know Your Worth? Man. Yeah. Like, that song right there, first of all, man, every man who done dealt with a so-called bad chick, Bad bitch, these bad bitches that y'all so called glorify to be on Instagram and got all these followers and likes and everything, they had turned around. Gotti said it best. What am I gonna go out here, splurge, spend all this money on you for, and you gonna turn around and go mess with a broke dude? Like, what am I even wasting my time for? So that's why, yeah, you either gonna do things the way I want or you can keep it moving. And it's true. Like, We've all said it in our lifetime. We've seen some of the baddest chicks 
with some of the most broke down, most scrub dudes out there. Like we just have. Am I right or am I wrong? Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, and you sit this there and you're like, yeah, and you're like, what am I going, you know, trying to take her to this restaurant paying for $200 dinners and flying out to, you know, Florida and, you know, Cali and wherever else for her to just turn around and mess with the dude up the street who don't even have a car. You know what I'm saying? Like, you looking like one of the hundreds of reasons why I'm out the game, bro. One of the <laughs> I'm not. I'm I mean, like, because I mean, I respect your guy because he gave us uh, also Spalito and um, yep. Don Trip. Is it Don Trip? I believe it is Don Trip. Don Q. No, I think it's Don Trip. But uh, I know them two together. Yeah, like. Listen to their music. It's a mix of you can get both. It's not just the regular um, yeah. something I can't relate to. Something that's just um, materialistic and whatever is just yeah. the latest. Some some of the time I I can't get to that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that so, I don't spoil myself, but I ain't. Buying Bugattis and got like you know uh, a half million dollar chain on right now. I, I can't ride out to that, but something else just also just being fruitful and you know taking a step and you know build it yourself and you know high elevation and all that sort. That's why I listen to these people. That's why I kind of mess with Yo Gotti because he can give you a mix of all that. That's why this album was kind of like dope to me because he mm-hmm. kind of gave you everything. He gave you the club mix. Mm-hmm. He gave you the strip club. He gave you the struggle. Yep. He gave you the, the the street rapper. He gave you some old country road type shit. He gave you <laughs> pretty much a mix of everything, which is dope. But so speaking of yeah, all right. I'm Let's giving talk it a four. Album. Well, a four. Yeah. I'll give it a Untrapped, uh, me personally, just because I just felt like that some of his beat selection he could have left alone. Like, to me, he should have never touched the Dipset beat. I'm ready to learn. He should not have touched Oh, it. yeah. He yeah, should have I, I thought that alone. shit was about to be his fire, but that shit was uh it exactly. just didn't, it didn't match together. Fit. It didn't match together. Yeah, I think they either he, he should have sped up or slowed down the beat, one or the two. And he should have done something different with the beat. He gets a three. Oh, just don't touch it. Yep, don't touch it. Exactly. Now, I, the give concept, I give it a song. Song is three and a half. Yeah. The concept of that song was dope, but the actual. The, the execution of it and him rapping on that beat, it just wasn't for him. It wasn't. Alright, real quick, y'all, we got five minutes left. Uh, Lil Wayne, you know, somebody who we talked about was a legend and everything on previous shows. He came out with the album Funeral. How do you all feel? Yeah, I thought it was again. It's, first of all, that shit's too long. It's, it's too long. That shit is like twenty three songs or something like that. I, I, 
I have to listen it's to it 24. again. It's 24. It's 24. I literally, I literally listened to it. I listened to the album, and I just think it was a compilation of just, he had a rack of songs. It's like, hey, we should just put this out. Like, everybody's yes. doing it. Thank you. Hey, and yes. did it. Um, Definitely. You know, everybody <laughs> else did it. Hey, just put out some shit. All right, cool. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And then it was exactly. perfect timing. We talked about it all finished. What, two, four, Kobe trending? All right, man, shit. 24 tracks. <laughs> put up all that old shit that I got. I mean, and I'm about to drop some more shit. He did do the song Kobe Bryant. So it kind of, you know, kind of made sense of that structure. He did do the Kobe Bryant song. But, I mean, at the end of the oh, day, sure. I mean, it was so You can even hear the influences that they were so away from, like, those fellas. This was the reject song from the drought. Like, you can hear it exactly. in the direction of it. Yeah, and, and and here's the thing. We all know that when we talk about Did y'all hear that album, one song when he talked about Ray Lewis? No, what what song was that? Because and, and here's another question. <laughs> I, I don't know. I was listening to it. And he was like, he was like, he said uh, something. He was like, yeah. He was like, I get away with a body like a Ray Lewis or something like that. Oh, oh I gotta Google it. On this album? Yes, on this album. Yeah, on this album. I gotta go back. I gotta go back in here because he said yeah. a lot of punches on it. It's a couple songs yeah, that you like, do. though. Yeah, he do. That's why I said I got a lot of Yeah. Go ahead, Hold on. But real quick, one of the things that we talk about with an album is does it make sense with the title? Does it flow? Does it – this – I agree with you 1,000%, Zeus. This was literally just a song, a bunch of songs that he said, you know what, put them all together. Yeah. We're going to release the album. And then you know what? Put 24 tracks on there for Kobe since, you know, we was cool. Then he had one song, I think it was track eight, when he did a 24-second moment of silence. But the album had no structure at all. It didn't tell a story. It was just songs on there. Like, to me, he shouldn't even have called it an album. He should have did one of Drake moves and said, oh, this is a project or this is a playlist. That's what he should have called it. Because to call this Wait, an what? album... Bro, you acting like you still owe the label some some albums or something putting out shit like that. <laughs> now, that's I what think, I, I was like, did. is this the final album? I think he Bro, you owe the something. You owe the something. I wish we could continue. That's probably why it's the funeral. That's yeah. probably why it's the funeral. That's why it's the funeral. We got to wrap it up, though. We got to wrap it up. I wish we could continue. All right. Well, I mean... All right, man. I'm your host, MT, signing off. Man, appreciate you all for listening. My apologies for missing last week. But, uh, you know, sometimes work does call first. But, again, salute to everybody. Thank you all for listening to the Too Much Show. And signing off and with my with me and my co-host. Mr. Jones, a.k.a. Sam Jones. The Mr. Come First because we got to respect me laughing. Casadella Jones and my other co-host. Just the truth. And make sure you tune in next week. Always the same time, man. 11 a.m. Eastern time. Peace. Peace.